Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are re-watching Sex in the City with you. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin. My name's John Sieber. And it's a, it's a Saturday morning cartoons pod. It, it is a Saturday. I used to love Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons, cartoons were the best. Oh, wake yeah. up. Wake up. Bobby's World. Coffee. Bo- we just Dude, watched Bobby's Bob, World. We just watched Bobby's World. <laughs> this is a Bobby's World podcast. We got, we got uh, Howie Mandel on the podcast. Yeah. Wash your hands. Because he's afraid of germs. I, I always get life with Louie in Bobby's World. Uh, oh, uh, the um, uh, Louie Anderson, Anderson show. One. God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, did you guys ever watch? This was older, but it was a good show. Recess. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The, it was like a it was recess. It was a Saturday morning show, but it was like, um, it was kind of like a little more. Um, I don't know. Sorry, we got to move this. Cup. Yeah, we got to. We got. We got a little. We're in the new in the new studio. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the new studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it's great. We rented it. It's in Chelsea. That's right, Manhattan. It's meant to look like a Brooklyn living room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our designers are, um, all from the furniture store. <laughs> exactly. They're all from, sorry from furniture furniture, furniture store. store. There's no the yeah the furniture store. But yeah, we. We we woke up. Me and Corey saw Kendrick Lamar last night yep. at Barclays Center. Amazing. Um, it was weird, dude. Did there, so many people were like, "Are you guys the Bradshaw Boys?" <laughs> Kendrick stopped in the middle of the show. He's like, "Yo, Bradshaw Boys." Yo, are you the Bradshaw Boys? Yo, what do you think about season two of and just like that? <laughs> it's not gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah. So we uh we're. Last week, Corey and I potted out in the Hamptons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we're pot. doing a quick reunion pod here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and couldn't be a better uh, couldn't be a better way to spend a Saturday morning. I love it. I'm I'm happy. We just rewatched. Well, we're going to rewatch. We're going to re-watch. We just we uh, movie magic. Movie magic. Let's put the curtain back. Uh, we're well. We're currently rewatching. I mean, the when we were in the Hamptons uh, at the pool, we watched Ghost Town. We watched Ghost Town, Ooh. where Carrie and uh, St- Steve's bar scout opens. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carrie and Miranda, well, the whole crew goes to the opening, but the whole thing is about like ghosts from their past. Yeah. So we're in season four. And they really missed an opportunity to do the phenomenon 
Like it was all literal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, not literal, but it was like, oh, I'm haunted by my ex, mm-hmm. Aiden. And like, uh, what was, what was, oh, Charlotte's like haunted by Bunny. Yeah. yeah Bunny keeps but, showing up. That's when Bunny rubs uh, Vic's vapor rub all over chest, uh, over Trey's man. chest. I just want to, I just want a Bunny rub so bad. <laughs> Dude. When that you- would, that would be the only thing that would make this Saturday morning pop better if Bunny kicked open that door and just Vic's does. Dude, it was just like, dude, you need that, some menthol on that chest. Yo, you need a bunny rub. See, that would love um, a bunny rub. But there's people that, uh, we need to start a little Lower East Side massage place called Bunny Rub. <laughs> to get shut down so quick. <laughs> We'd be like, no, there's nothing. There's just old there's ladies rub, rubbing like, Vicks. Literally just Vicks Vapor rub on the chest. There's well, nothing. listen, you have to call this like, you have to call this like best body work if we're going to leave this thing open. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to leave it open, but it's going to be sketchy, it has to have a, a weird massage parlor name. We're like, best bunny rub out of here immediately. Listen, Mayor Adams, it's bunny rub or you can shut us down. <laughs> um, this bunny rub needs more swag. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Adams impression for those not in New York. <laughs> it is a good impression. He, he is, he loves swag. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, there's people that town. reportedly have sex with ghosts and I just feel like that would have been a yeah. good, how's that different than masturbating? <laughs> because they think that a spirit comes and then comes. They think that a spirit comes and like has sex with them. So are they touching themselves? No, like there are people that are like, I, like a guest, a ghost had sex yes. with me. A specter. I thought ghosts room. by definition are like ethereal. They're not, they're not real. Not so how does that? Well, think, with that attitude, you're never going to have sex with a ghost. I've had sex you, with a ghost. A, get, yeah. a ghost, a ghost will find people with a little more faith. I think they enter from the spirit world. I think maybe you partially enter the spirit world and uh spectrophilia. Get out of here. What is ghost? I, how amazing would it have been if Carrie would have had spectrophilia with someone in that last episode? While spectrophilia is commonly used interchangeably to mean ghost sex or sex with ghosts, the true definition refers to the attraction between humans and ghosts. Okay, I get that. To get the lowdown, we talked to Mike Huberty, who runs Haunted Tour called American Ghost Walks. Um, listen. Th- would, th- would, this, would this exist without... The movie Ghost without Swayze, or or the movie Ghostbusters, where mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd has spectrophilia in the montage. Oh, in the really? montage, he's lying there, and you see his zipper going down, and you see like this woman in a flowy thing, flowy dress, like float above him, and then there's just a shot on his face, and he just goes, oh. <laughs> he gets a ghost job. Do you think a ghost was job? It, was it Slimer that got him? I think <laughs> he was the Slimer in that situation. Okay, listen to this. This is really funny. Since spectrophilia refers to human I guess who are we to deny the existence of a particular sexual attraction and then this is the next section in it actual sex with ghosts is harder to prove though <laughs> but who are we to, who deny? We to deny it? yeah cosmopolitan <laughs> article it's just like mm. it went the initially it was just like isn't this hilarious these fucking losers think they're having sex with ghosts and then yep. they're like we need to add that. Who are we to deny? Well, here's the thing. Um, but today we're watching, what's the title of the one today? Baby Talk is Cheap. Baby Talk is Cheap. Ooh. Is, yeah, is it Baby Talk or is it Baby, baby Talk is Cheap? Baby? Baby? <laughs> baby? This is not Baby. Baby? Talk is Cheap, talk baby. Talk is Cheap. Hey, baby. This one stars Paula Dean. <laughs> baby? <laughs> baby? What's she doing? She just got... <sighs> she got... 
she got, she got canceled, canceled pretty hard, hard a couple for of having ago. for having the slave wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for having a friggin' slave party. Yeah, you don't do that. Pretty no. good reason to cancel. Pretty good reason to say. say no. There's there's like there's still people that have like weddings on plantations and stuff. Well, there yeah, and they're like yeah, like yeah. I I didn't I w- I didn't have one. My wedding was not going to be on a plantation. <laughs> it's just it is yeah. I guess the reason I say it like that is that in the set in like. Charleston and like places in the South, there are Tech, this giant is just houses a good that are venue, though. <laughs> I think that's what it is. hundred percent. They're just like, it's a great venue. It's a huge place. And there, I will say I went with my parents to Charleston two years ago and we went to this one house and I forgot what it was. It was a plantation and they do a tour and they it, like in the middle, they talk about the guy who owned the house mm-hmm. And at this point it was like the house is way up river from the city. And so they talk about like on the weekend, all the city people would come up here and um, you know, and his family would go down, but like you can see the property is very big. It's clear the family couldn't do this on their own. And then they're like, we have to talk about the nature of like what yeah. we have to talk about the fact that there were slaves here. And then they talked about how the guy actually, <laughs> the tour guide was like, now actually we do know the owner of this house. Like he was a, he was a lawyer and he did this and he was very prominent in helping out the, like the slaves they had, like he helped uh, some of them like get educations. I think some like ended up leaving and like he was, he was very prominent in doing that and trying to forward the lives of the people that worked for him. And then the guy paused and he just goes, however, they were still working here as slaves, so he didn't do everything he could. <laughs> I was and, like, yeah, and I talked to the guy after, yep. and, he, and the guy was like, listen, like I'm a historian. Um, you have to look at the context of time, but he's like, we kind of got to reckon with some of that. Yeah. I was like, dude, good tour guy. Then he, yeah. But then he, he says all, it, it's, he says all that, and then he's like, all right, and now we're going to move on to the vows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the wedding. Thank you. Thank you so much. Baby talk is cheap. Baby talk is cheap. All right. Paula, hey, Paula Dean. Yeah. You're off this pod. Mm-hmm. We're, you're you're fucking done. We're not, wasting another, we're not wasting another second on you, Paula. That's right. More butter. <laughs> more butter, baby. I just has more butter, baby. More butter, baby. All right. All right. Katie? Let's, Katie? Take us. Katie? Baby? Katie? Talk Katie? Is cheap. Talk is cheap. <laughs> Episode... 54. Baby, talk is cheap. Carrie realizes she wants to get back together with Aiden. Miranda is surprised when a man she met while training for an upcoming marathon enjoys performing analingus and expects to receive it as well. Charlotte and Trey decide to keep trying to have a baby. Samantha wears fake nipples and attracts a man who uses baby talk during sex. And now, back to the boys. Baby, talk is cheap. Baby, there's ass to eat. <laughs> oh, that's my phone. Keep talking, guys. Keep talking. Phone. We got, we got Corey's phone. Uh, which has the notes. Give us the break. Give us the breakdown. What do we have? Sh- Car- yeah, Cri- a lot Charlotte, of baby stuff. Charlotte wants to have kids. Charlotte, Charlotte and Trey, Trey McDoug want to have kids. Trey eats ass. Hashtag. Um, Trey eats, eats ass. <laughs> Trey eats ass. Um, Miranda and marathon guy. Yeah. Miranda and marathon guy. Um, talk about ass eating. Um, Samantha's got fake nipples, uh, and she attracts the big baby lawyer. 
And then the main um, episode, the main storyline was Carrie and Aiden getting back, sending emails, getting back together, going to Tortilla Flats, mm-hmm. Tortilla Flats. Tortilla. And uh, you broke my heart. So much in this episode. So you've Good. you've broke my heart. Yeah, a lot of lot you've of broke a- my heart. You've broke my heart. A lot of AOL Welcome. And you've got mail. Welcome. You've broke my heart. <laughs> you destroyed my spirit. <laughs> you killed Pete. <laughs> you killed Pete. <laughs> you lost Pete. You fucked big. <laughs> <laughs> you knocked out N- Natasha's tooth. <laughs> Natasha. You're an asshole. (laughs) You make everything about you. You are selfish. (laughs) You've ruined his life. I understand. It's so funny. I I understand if you're scared, but it's it's just like that is some psycho behavior. Yeah, she's just. I mean, it's just me, 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 me. Like this is yes. This episode, I like this episode a lot. Yes, I love this episode. Very fun episode. I think. That's um, just because you're in Tatukas Linkus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Corbett acts the shit out of this. He does yeah. such a good job. Yeah. Minus the close up at the end when he's doing like a distressed face. Well, the 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 whole episode changes to like a romance novel cover. Like I'm surprised he wasn't on a horse at that yeah. point. Yeah. Like it's so it that's like such a weird shift over the top. Not weird. It's just like an over the top shift. Well, I would say it is a red flag when at the end, when he's at Carrie's window and yeah. he's about to like run, he had the face of like a firefighter that was like going to run into the oh, towers. Yeah, yeah well, it was he, not he like the he, director's notes there were just a little bit off. <laughs> should have like he should have looked like a little bit more hopeful. Yeah. Well, if you if you said he has the look of a firefighter about to run into the towers, he didn't realize he was just running to his second nine eleven. Right yeah, there. exactly. He was, about to, get, he was exactly. about to get his entire heart destroyed. He's like, again. this is this is you know only minus the heroism. Because there's no there's there's no heroes in in a relationship with Carrie Bradshaw. No, <laughs> but but the scene where she comes over after when she sends the email or when she logs on AOL and he's online and she's yeah. worried that he can see him. She that's really some really good physical comedy there from her. Mm-hmm. And then they go over and have the discussion outside his apartment. Uh, that's a great scene. Like, yes, he, he just does such a good job of like. Anno- like a little bit annoyed, but interested, standoffish, kind of like, like, why, what are you doing? Why are you here? I just really appreciated it. I really appreciated him in this. Episode. I mean, that, yeah, that was, like you said, great acting. Mm-hmm. And we were, when we were watching it, because it's, you know, we're sort of like mentally catching up on like where the series is right now. But when we were watching it, we were like, oh, is this the I couldn't help but wonder? And I didn't think it was coming. And it's crazy because when you see it happen there, it feels so earned because she's like, she's just like, please get back together with me. And then she's like, you look so good and you should know that she's like piling on all these compliments. And he's like trying to be nice to just be like, I don't know. And then he, it just like, yeah, that's the reason he's like, I can't do this. You broke my heart. Yeah. And the guy, there's like a guy out there walking his dog. <laughs> there is. There's it's a dude like, sitting at a stoop with a dog. Which is very event. accurate. That York. is very accurate. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. I, John and I, John, it was just like a few weeks ago we were walking by and there was just like a girl like that was like had sunglasses on was like and we just walked past and john's just like 
oh, I feel bad for her dude. or something. Dude, one time. But I was like, she definitely just like went through like some yeah. sort of. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like when I feel like in the like before times when you were on the subway and someone would just be like weeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every times where I'd always want to be like, are you okay? But now it's just like. Now you, now you're like, that's the time to be like, can I get your number? Exactly. No, that's the time. Dude, grief like, hey, is nature's I know you're sad. Aphrodisiac. What is? What is? Grief. It's from it's from uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. Grief. What is it? Grief. Grief is nature's ultimate aphrodisiac. That's what, like, isn't that what? Who hangs out at the funerals in Sex and the City? Yeah. Is that Sam? Oh yeah. It's the no. It's, the guy does. It's the guy who brings the, all the women. The original Will Ferrell character. Yeah. Mom, meet low fuck. <laughs> um, I was gonna say one Such time. Such a good role, Chaz. Right. <laughs> Wait, who's? In, I think it's Will Ferrell's character school? from Wedding. Yeah, no, from Wedding Crashers. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I was at Union Square one time and I saw this girl crying outside the Whole Foods, and I was same thing. I was like, "Dude, you see so many girls crying outside of Whole Foods in Union Square because it's expensive. <laughs> They're just like can't deal with those prices. Like, they didn't get the Amazon card mm. to give them the points. No, it's it's I it, it's weird. I wonder why. I've seen like multiple in that lo- very location. Is it because that area of town is like maybe you move there right after college and that's just people going through their first few years? Of There's also work. like the New York NYU's there. Yeah. So you have true. people like who are going through those emotions. Yeah. Well, rather th- like a lot of the other neighborhoods, you're dealing with people whose spirits are already broken. That's like the place where you see people's their initial break in their right. I know exactly. hope for their it's future. Like, it's like there's a Whole Foods, there's a um a discount shoe warehouse yep. and Nord- Nordstrom's the rack right yeah. there. <laughs> and it's just like that is where you die as a New Yorker the first time. That's yeah. true. That's, that's so true. that's just I've where you see people do that that lower lip tremble that like <laughs> just have to get home. Yeah. And it's well, I've seen like I saw I was with Katie once and there was like this creepy guy who was like, he was like harassing women there and he was going after the grief as nature's geez. aphrodisiac. Thing. All right. He was like well, trying to get numbers. You also fucking do a podcast with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, wait, but this girl was crying out there and then she was like just smoking, like trembling, crying. And I was oh, like, man. oh, and I was like, I don't know her, but I, I wish I could like offer some sort of thing, but you know, like you don't want to be that creepy guy. And then some girl walked up to her and I was like, Oh, that's nice. That's either her friend or just a stranger that's mm-hmm. another woman just going to be like, Hey, I'm sorry. And the girl walked up to her and she was like, Hey, and the crying girl was like, yeah. And she's going to have a cigarette. I want my cigarette. <laughs> she bummed a cigarette off her wife. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, dude, that is, that's either camaraderie or that's just like seeing weakness and being like, now's my moment. Yeah. Dude, that is awesome. I had a, I had a thing for a while pre-COVID. That uh, anytime someone would, it was just a week long because it, it took too long to do it, or it just took too much out of me because it was like. But anytime someone would get out a pack of gum on the subway, I'd be like, "Could I have a piece?" Because I was like, "It'd just be so hard to not." Yeah, and uh, wait for them to say no or for you to ask. What, what's for hard? them to say no? I thought it was funny to ask people for gum because it's like <laughs> so dumb and so. Would you eat it or just put it in your pocket? I, I would eat it, <laughs> but it was just like funny to me that it's like wait till someone gets it out and they can't, they're just unexpected. I did it like five times and I was like, this is just a bit for me. That's super fun. But it was funny watching people be like, they, cause it wasn't like, it would always be like, uh, of course, like happy to do it. <laughs> but I, I would, I would never have done it to a crying girl. 
What about a, yeah? That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are we what are we talking about here? So What's going on? Let, we kind of already went in a little bit on big. Should we talk about the African dance party at the beginning? Yeah. Let's go. Let, let's try to hit a little bit of fashion because you know we we're four or five years in this podcast. And we're still trying to catch up on that. Um, yeah. So Carrie is calling Aiden. Mm-hmm. And making faux calls, F-A-U-X calls, mm-hmm. not phone calls. She's calling, basically not knowing what she's going to say if he answers. Yeah. But she's trying to tell Charlotte this while they're at an African dance. Hold on. We may have some young listeners. So there used to be a thing called phone calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you had to pay extra money to get caller ID. Mm-hmm. How oh, fucking sick was it when people had caller ID? Ameritech. And rumor was you could hit star six, six nine. Six yep. nine. And it would blo- was that true? No. I did it. Did star no, six nine, star six nine call back. Call back. Star six nine called people back, mm. and then you would answer that, it, and someone would be like, "Hello," You'd be like, "Who is this, dude?" What if someone instead, just called this number? What if instead yeah, of phone calls, they updated it and Carrie calls <laughs> Aiden? She's like, "Hello, I'm calling about your car's extended warranty." <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, Car- is that you, Carrie? Hello, you've been you've been chosen for a very special. <laughs> credit card or whatever the fuck um but yeah she's making faux calls Mm -hmm. to aiden but yeah there she tells charlotte this while they're in this like very intense african dance class where there's people playing live instruments yeah and live djembe yeah yeah and also carrie's wearing a head wrap and like blue smoke tinted aviators yeah she looks like ed mcmahon another thing for our young listeners used to be a tv show called johnny carson show (laughs) and he had a sidekick named ed mcmahon who would sit there and kind of transition lenses and just go (laughs) yes is that the same guy that would like work for publishers clearinghouse yeah yeah publisher clearinghouse guy look up ed mcmahon right now if you're listening was that real was publisher clearinghouse real yeah for sure they just randomly knock on your door and give you a bunch of money yes if you send in the thing Oh yeah, because it was a magazine service that, like, you send in the thing and it they're like, like a Ponzi magazine. Yeah, yeah. It had sure it went sort of bankrupt, but it was it real again. for a moment. Um, start going to our Patreon listeners' houses and uh, giving them a giant check. <laughs> giant check for thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there was they're like, how'd you get this address? I'm unsubscribing from this Patreon. This or is like, so weird. For some reason, Patreon gives us your physical address <laughs> um, so, so we can mail you merch, but we give you a big check instead. Yeah, the. Um, a dividend. <laughs> <laughs> dividend. Um, here's four dollars and twenty-two cents. So, uh, and Carrie, disp- it actually makes sense. We should. That is a good harbinger for the future. That uh, word. That Charlotte. Charlotte is just like you know. I would really like to have more black friends. Yeah. And then, and just like that happens, and she's like, "Yeah, now I'm going to tell these people about art." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then this is like, foreshadowing. Yeah, but uh, but Carrie, no, wait, that just means Charlotte wanted to get interracial friends so that she could just then educate, tell them, educate, educate them. Educate them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so we, she could white explain art. She could white explain art. And they're like, "We know about art. We own it." Yeah, and she's like, Sit "Do down. you?" Jean Michel Basquiat. They're like, this is not. They're like, that's that's not even a. This deep right here cut. is John Michael Basquiat. Um, <laughs> he, was very, he was a very prolific artist in Brooklyn. Um, I do think. I do think. Besides her, like obvious, it's not airheadedness, but just besides like Charlotte's obvious, like. Uh, um, I do think she has 
good intentions for a lot of things. Like, yeah. I think good intentions with Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah. And I think she just has good intentions in general. She yeah. just kind of gets clouded by her idealism. Dude, yeah, nice, she's, nice job dropping the full name. Yeah. A lot of people say, even, even the writers say LTW. Her name is Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah. Yeah. Quit trying to make Fetch a thing. Right Wait, here. so is her first name Lisa Todd or is her middle name Todd or is her, or is her last name Todd Wexley? Or is her name Todd Wexley? <laughs> and she's, she's, she man. just added Lisa because she's like, hi, I'm Todd Wexley. <laughs> hi, I'm Todd Wexley. And we want to get you your settlement. <laughs> Have you been injured? I'm Todd Wexley. Call I'm, Wexley, Wexley and Wexley attorneys of law. I wonder Todd if it, maybe it's her middle name. Is it like a Southern name though? I think, like, I think I'm, she I'm was Ashley. I think she was Lisa Todd. That was her name. Uh, and then she got married to George Washington Wexley. And right. um yeah, Chris Jackson, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris Jackson. I'm sorry, Chris Jackson. And she her her last name is Todd Wexley. Okay. Like Todd hyphenated Wexley. That's what that would be my guess. It's kind of funny to have a hyphenated name that could be a real name. Yeah. Um it'd be so funny if in the in the new <laughs> This is so dumb. If all of a sudden he's just like, babe, this is my new life. She's like, and then he just sits her down. And he's like, I used to do Broadway. I was George Washington and Hamilton. And she's like, what? I didn't even know that about you. He's like, I'd go straight. I need to provide for you. Like, and she, she's like, yeah, I'm friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He was like, yeah, well, he was my director. I originated the role. And she's like, how did I not know this about you? He's like, it was too much. Babe, I want to show you something. Before we continue with our storyline, let's watch a little thing called In the Heights. <laughs> I'm the ice cream. I'm the ice cream guy. <laughs> um... That well, rips. I like that guy a he's lot. He's great. Yeah. Wait, he's, he's, he's one of the bright spots in the new show, I say. I would say that. Uh, since we're talking about Lisa Todd Wexley and Charlotte, let's just go in on the Trey Charlotte storyline. Yeah. Uh, so Trey and Charlotte are back together and he's, they, he's, he's four inches deep into her B, B hole. <laughs> they're married. Eaten. They're married. They're married. They're married. He's munching. Oh, man. Man. Um, I kind of, I love Treating it like an old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just going back for another serving. All you can eat. All you can eat. Freaking Golden Corral. Yeah. And Charlotte. And Charlotte is just like, listen, the Charlotte Corral. We're, we're married. We're married. We're married. So we're married. fucking get in there. Old it's Charlotte sun- buffet. It's Sunday afternoon. The, we're open till five. Kids eat free. Kids eat free. Kids. <laughs> well, then I'm a child. It's Already so. Then. Already, I'm a kid. They we we have to because the writers didn't have the fucking guts to go Ooh. deeper into this. <laughs> they just have one little thing. So now we have to create our own storyline. Yeah. But I feel like there's there's a storyline that's just like like we're trying to have kids. Like why? Like why not? Why why isn't it happening? He doesn't want to have sex with me. He's just been eating my ass since the day we were married. He won't he just eats my ass and then goes to, we go to bed. Yeah. Like, I guess that's sex, but <laughs> I guess it's a serious it, question. Yeah. yeah. Is Trey McDougal the best character in sex in the city? No joke. He's my favorite character. I think sure. he's highly underrated. Yeah. He, every time I see more of him, he's controversial statement. I think I like him more than Harry. Wow. I, like maybe in that yeah, way. Is it, is it just because it's been so long since we've been with Harry and like you're, you're thinking about the, and just like that golden blatt. 
I mean, maybe because you you do see how he ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you just said mm-hmm. is blatant anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pro-Scottish. It's pro-Scottish. Okay, <laughs> nothing again. You're the new Paula Dean. You heard it here first. <laughs> I would maybe. S- I would say this, like we like it's funny to like love Trey ironically, but it's not ironic because I think like he's one of the most fully formed guys because they deal with like his messed upness in a real way. Yeah. And, and yet he's like, he's such, that's why people are like, want the best for him. That's the way they ended his storyline is so good. Cause it's just like how many guys out there are just like, man, like, you know, Charlotte right now is just like, we were married. Like I wish the best for him. He's such a good guy. Yeah. And yeah, was he obsessed with his mom? Like it was fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. He like it's weird sexual stuff I don't want to get into, but like I hope he figured it out. I wish him the best. Yeah. He's the best. I think yeah. it's a thing where it's like he is a fully formed guy that has a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know? Which do you is, think he does the work in the future? No, I think he like hope he gets does. girls from Craigslist to step on his face. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Okay. That's, I, that's the work. Nothing, that's nothing, the work. There's nothing well, wrong with that. I didn't yeah. say what the work was. That yeah. can Oh, uh, if you think about it, I don't know if Harry's brave enough to do that. <laughs> I would say this: you know what's gonna happen? You know when Trey gets his life together? Huh? When Bunny, Bunny dies. dies? Yeah, I think so. Dude, he's got an OnlyFans, and it's just him laying on a massage table, and Bunny just Bunny rubbing him. <laughs> Bunny just OnlyFans of Bunny. Okay. Rub- two also, things, two things happen. He's probably it would make perfect sense if when Bunny dies, he gets like very into, um, very into drinking breast milk. Mm. that's like his kink after that. Yeah. He like gets women on Craigslist that are like, that are pregnant and still have their milk going Mm -hmm. or after they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. He just has them like squirted into his mouth and stuff. Mm. And he's just like, and he cries and masturbates. Mm. Do you think he makes him wear an old wig? Like a bunny wig? (laughs) Yeah. Gray hair. Can you put on this gray haired wig and smoke, smoke the cigarette? For some reason, do you know, like there's like, there's like a movie closer, I think where Natalie Portman's wearing like a blue yeah. wig and she's a strip. For some reason, I just saw bunny wearing that wig. <laughs> Wait, just saying <laughs> we, in this family, in uh, this family, we don't do this. What if we eat us? <laughs> we, in this family, we've, I, Charlotte, I've eaten ass in this building for 47 years. And if you don't continue our family tradition, we call it having a bit of the haggis. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> haggis. Haggis. It's haggis. That's a Scottish delicacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Trey. But they have that family over. They have that. They have. The, she She runs into the woman who has like like. Very realistic. She's that woman is like a very realistic upper yeah. Upper West Side person. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Can't believe she has four kids or three kids at thirty four. Yeah, it's like a little forced that she would just say that out of the blue to Charlotte in a department store. But they have them over, and it is forced. But you know, there are people that do that that's true. on the Upper East Side. That's true. Totally. Um, and they come over and have a very realistic dinner. With their friends. With the yeah, kids. you said you were like... They're annoying ass kids. Yeah, you were like, this is maybe the most realistic scene in the show. Totally. Where you're sitting at a dinner and kids are just like going crazy, crawling under the tables. And there's mm-hmm. like that passive aggressiveness between the the couple. Absolutely. Oof. I've been in enough Upper East Side apartments and watched dinners to know that there's no love lost between 
it, the passive aggressive comments made my least favorite thing in the world. And I get it. Once you're in a relationship, that's part of being in a relationship. Least favorite. My least favorite thing in the world is just like couples doing like the f- fake, fake polite fighting in front of groups of people. Like what's uh, I agree. I don't like that either. I'm usually like, I like the, I actually the Holocaust I like worse. Wait, but on. then next to that, I said this is my least favorite thing in the world. Oh. I think the Holocaust is one below that, and one, yeah, and then and then it's couples fighting like that. So what? What's the solution uh, for the couple or for Trey and Charlotte? No, for for a couple because I I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's good, and I'm not I'm not. I think it, uh, I just want to hear like what would be a couple like gets in an argument or something like that. Like what, or like there's a stressor. What's the, is it just like, we'll table this and talk later. That's what I would think. Yeah. The, I the, think you don't, you don't just say like, let's solve this now with the chaos of our yeah. children. Cause I, I 100% agree with you. And that's my route is like, if there's something that's like stressing us out or we're like, there's something that I upset Katie or she upsets me. I'm just like, let's make sure to talk about this later. Yeah. Mm. I, th- I think the solve is, is being in a healthy relationship. <laughs> and I think <laughs> like my grandparents, uh-huh. my, my, on my mom's side, mm-hmm. Velma and Corky Pierce, RIP. Don't, don't blow them up like that. He was a, he fought in world war two. Corky Pierce. Corky Pierce. Dude. George Corwin Pierce. Um, they would just have, I mean, my entire upbringing from like zero until they like just the, the most like intense, Aww. like under the, under the right. So I grew up with like the stress of that yeah. and my parents were never like that, but like just being around that all the time when you like love both of them separately and it's just like, man, you guys are 65 years into not liking each other. Yeah. And it's like. It would be like my grandpa would like go out to get like the presents from the car and she's like yelling at him and he's like yelling back at her, but all like in this like hushed, yeah, annoying tones that when you're an adult, you're like, man, they, I just, that's such a specific memory you had of him going to the car to get the presents. Oh yeah. And it's, and, and I've like, he's, he had problems too. So I grew up just being like, man, grandma's really mean to grandpa. And then it's like, I understood why she was mean to him. Um, but it just, it triggers me, but watching that. And now yeah. as an adult, like whenever I see, I'm just like, I don't want to be in shit like that. Yeah. yeah totally. I don't, I don't want to like live my life in some fucking thing where you like, where every little thing the person does is just like, and I don't mind fighting. Yeah. yeah. Like watching every couple fights. Yeah. Yeah. But that is just like, to me would just be like a, a torture. Yeah. Um, well, Trey and Charlotte, for all their future problems and demise, I do feel like this ends with them actually connecting, yeah. just being like, well, you know, maybe, maybe now is not the time. Maybe it will be the time at some point, but it, it like brings them back yeah. together. Mm-hmm. I forget what, how Carrie puts it, but it's basically like they, they like made love and actually connected after yeah. that. And, and I guess before that. They were just having the most like doing desperate rabbit sex. Rabbit sex yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Which well, that can be fun too. Totally. Speaking of wabbit, wabbit sex, you want to talk about Samantha quickly? Oh yeah. My mom just texted and said, please edit that out of the podcast. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> we'll mark this for it. Um, yeah. There's, there's a major problem with this series and it's time to bring it up now. Yeah. What's that? All right. Are you listening listeners? Mm-hmm. There's not enough talk. Oh Yeah. Uh, I'm in circles around sex and city about how 
the kink shaming mm. of men mm-hmm. on this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Any guy, oh, mm-hmm. oh, he has, he puts a little extra zhuzh in his kiss. Mm-hmm. Let's make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves eating pussy and licking his lips and, and slurping oysters. oysters. Yeah. Let's make fun. Let's make fun of. Him. Oh, oh, he um, he he just likes to do will baby talk to the vagina wine. Let's make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Oh, really? If you want, we're just trying to be sexually free. Yeah. yeah. We're just trying to, to we're just trying to wicker with a tongy wongy on your quitty witty <laughs> without getting made fun of. I find that actually very attractive. I'm turned on when you said that. I'm oh fully God. aroused. I, All right. I am fully aroused. Turn turn the uh turn the camera off. The boys <laughs> turn the camera off, leave the audio. No, I'm, special I'm special actually, Patreon. No need. I'm having ghost sex as we talk. <laughs> You're having <laughs> fuck spectrophilia. I just realized, dude, if I get into spectrophilia, I can have sex wherever I want. Dude, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger lifting weights. This is calming. Calming. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, this there guy. Is, there, there is a lot of kink shame. Spank guy. Spank Miranda, guy. Miranda straight up kink shame spank mm. guy. Yeah, Miranda is is a kink shamer. She is to the max. Dude, which is, you need to start Cosmopolitan and just write an article about how Sex and the City kink shames. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm a podcaster, and and I wanted to get this out. Right. Anytime I've t- no, I I think there was That's like such a great way to start an article. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm, I'm a great writer. I'm clearly a writer. Hi, hi, I'm Kevin. H a i i i. Hi. Yeah. Hi. And then the the editor is just like, that's why there's the byline. You don't need to do that. I'd be like, I I like this intro. First of all, don't write shame me. Okay. Don't write shame. Me. That's what editors are. They're write shamers. Yeah. Um, I think that. There was like a big string of, I guess now they're like Tinder jokes were a thing for a while. I don't know what the jokes are now. There's a big string of like every comedian had jokes about dirty talk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, just like very popular dirty talk jokes that were just like, here's my story about dirty talk. Yeah. Do you think, do you think there was a tie in in this episode about the reason that guy was like, like baby talk is because he liked Samantha because she had in the fake nipples and that like revealed. That's what they say. That's it's like a baby. That's thing. what Carrie says. She says it brings up Samantha baby. wore fake nipples and attracted a baby. That's right. That's what she says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when he's like, when he's like in, I, I thought the scene was incredibly funny when he goes in the bathroom yeah. and she's like trying to get him to come out as if he's throwing a temper tantrum. It was like, incredibly well executed yeah. and funny. Yeah. And it was funny that he didn't go. He was just like, I mean, that's, that's kind of what's funny about sex I or have, sex. I have a, a, a hard, I mean, maybe Samantha would be bothered by that, but for some reason I feel like Samantha, it like, it doesn't matter as long as the D's good. She's, she's down for whatever. Well, that's what she ended up saying afterward. Yeah. She was kind of like, Oh wait, no. Like when she's trying to talk him out of his tantrum, mm-hmm. I think she's just like, we can work with this. Yeah. But he wasn't into it that's what is yeah it's funny about like that that guy was just totally being himself and now he's just like i'm not gonna be myself again. i know that's what that yeah, the rejection will kill you yeah mm-hmm. that, that's one thing i do miss about and just like that or i miss about sex in the city when watching just like that is just like that is so caught up in the plot of yeah and the arc of the story which i think is a lot of modern television that's why like when we first watched it we were like oh this looks more like a movie like a streaming movie and i miss kind of the silliness of like here's samantha's one-off little thing about this because 
you're right. They do a lot of pretty, I don't know if it's brilliant, but like very smart, fun thing yeah. of like, oh, and then this guy, because she has fake nipples, she gets this baby talk guy. And then it's, it's like, and then smart. it wraps up to where it's, it's like, super she smart. attracted a big baby. And then we play out an actual tantrum scene mm. while couple scenes earlier we had a tantrum scene at the dinner exactly. party like we're missing a lot of yeah. that from inside and just 100 like this 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 and episode said, is incredibly witty and they got yeah. rattled and then there was the rattle yeah yes the rattle that's right yeah totally like there there was i it, i'm sure that it would annoy some people but like the over-the-top theminess of things mm -hmm. is so good I'm ready for that to come back, though. Me too. I mean, I guess, could you even say, like, when Miranda's, like, and the guy's butt is in his ear, it's, like, trying to change a baby. Just, like, a butt in your mm -hmm. face. Do you know yeah. what? Dude, but, that butt actor did a great job. Of butt actor. You know the butt out. actor was a stand-in butt. It was not. I, I wonder if it was that guy. How do we find that out? Let's get him on the pod. Let's the butt. The, the butt, butt. filling. Imagine if we filmed him and it was just his ass and, and <laughs> just inching its way into the camera. Nobody, nobody, they, at the time, they were, like, no one anticipated. Now it's like people talk about eating ass all the time. That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's just it's like a, craze. well, it's like a, I guess it's like for some people, it's kind of a bit. Yeah. It's like an internet bit. Yeah. And then what do you mean? It's just like a, th I think it's like a thing that people say, I'm sure more people do it. Yeah. Um, but it's be, but it's become like a, a thing that people like talk about jokingly. Yeah. You know, it's like Rick rolling, licking someone's ass is like Rick rolling, lick rolling, lick roll. I think it, I think it did become one of those things though. Like so many other things. Never going to eat your ass. <laughs> Never going to lick your ass. Eating. I, I tell you, ass. I saw him in concert a few weeks ago. Are you, so, uh, he's got a great voice. He has a great voice still. Like, and he's just like, he's not someone that ran away from his memeness. And that's what like no, makes him so much. He did he sing the song? Yeah. Twice. Dude. Hell yeah. All right. So I just Googled eating ass. <laughs> And the first thing that comes up is cosmopolitan ass licking. What eating ass feels like for women? Um, Dude, how come every men's health.com you, you Google something, you get the Cosmo article first, ghost sex, eating ass because they I guess great SEO. They do um, great SEO. How to eat ass. The best analingus tips, ticks, te techniques and positions. Okay. Hold on. This is on men's health and it's a guy eating a peach. Okay. Wait. People seriously do this? What the flying fuck? Yes, all kinds of couples enjoy some delicious booty. They said it was taboo. That's because it can feel taboo about that certain certain people on. Luna Matatas, a sex and pleasure educator. B vibe. Okay, whatever. How should I prepare my partner for a rim job? Okay, the next thing down, which is really great. We're skipping that. I forgot about the word rim job. Rim job was what it was called before. Exactly. And before and that, it was called tossing salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's when it was kind of like, it was a joke. Dude, what a great phrase. Tossing salad. Tossing salad. Yeah. So the next thing that's down, okay, is a guide to eating ass tips, tricks, and positions. From Tushy. And that's on Tushy, the, the bidet company. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Good for I'm them. not kidding. No. Yeah. That's on the dude. I will say I keep getting this one ad in Instagram and it's like a girl, like an attractive, like actress or whatever, mm -hmm. sitting on a toilet, <gasps> sitting on a tushy toilet. And she's just like looking forward. And I'm like, 
they're marketing this in like a like a sexy way. Listen like, to what? this. What? I mean, this is smart. You're now going to get targeted, and pr- probably since he's on your network, you're going to get targeted for bidet commercials now. And you're pro- one of two. You will probably end up buying a tushy bidet because I guess they- that'd be awesome if I got targeted by girls that wanted to eat ass <laughs> instead. Just it's just girls who want to eat ass are putting massive money into marketing. They're like, yeah, I, I met him on an Instagram sponsored ad. He responded. Okay. Listen, somewhere in the 2010s, eating ass went from being taboo to to do ass was once straight person's. Wait, hold forbidden on, I want to fruit. clarify. This is on the tushy website, yeah, tushy website, tushy, the, the, bidet the bidet company. company. Okay. Okay. It's hard to pinpoint the origins of the meteoric rise in ass eating. Did the first rumbles begin when the Sex in the City girls admitted to ass to mouth back in 2001? Oh! Or in a 2013 Playboy article that New York Magazine described as canonical. It's tough to say, but eating ass called raining or analingus has officially left the margins. It's there, we say, in the straight people's bedroom. Okay, so I clicked on the babe.net article. Babe.net is now closed. That's babe.net is who did the uh, Aziz article. Yeah. Did this Sex in the City episode predict the meteoric rise? Think way, way back. Back for Cosmo detailed how to give a rusty trombone that was also what it was called yeah before desi rimmed the fuck out of marnie on girls oh yeah do you remember that scene Bef- i thought you were talking about desi and lucy and i was like what for <laughs> they didn't sleep in the same bed but desi's like <laughs> lucy come on ready to play a trombone and 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 lucy i wish she could see my face she's like <laughs> okay she does eat. That's what. That's, that's what when she's eating the chocolate. eating the chocolates in the yes. in the conveyor belt scene. Yeah. All right. Um. Before Nicki Minaj implored Drake and Lil Wayne to eat her ass like a cupcake. Before yeah. suck my ass became a gender neutral in gender neutral insult du jour. Yes. Years before ass eating became because a mainstay of the sexual deeds many Sex and City was talking about. Two thousand one gave us many gifts. Chief among them, the first Shrek film. But it gave us one of the what first Shrek came from Sex and the City. I guess she's just saying 2001. This is clearly like a uh, child that dude, wrote. You know, article. donkey eats ass. <laughs> yeah, he does. He is an ass. Lord Farquaad. <laughs> Miranda. Lord Farquaad eats ass. <laughs> oh <my laughs> the gingerbread man does. The little gingerbread. Dude, puss in boots. Puss, puss in boots. Oh, you know. Are and all and guys? also Antonio Banderas in real life does. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Dude, Lord, Lord Farquaad. Uh, oh, man. Miranda, this is babe.net. Listen, Miranda, resident wet blanket and cat owner. And then in parentheses, it says same. Babe.net, fuck you. Unexpectedly gets her salad tossed by a running partner. Then over salads, clever decorators. Oh. She tells her friends and asks if it was weird or normal. Carrie, who's always been kind of non frique was appalled while Samantha and even Charlotte was down for it. Charlotte even cops to Trey's ass, to eating Trey's ass, which isn't so bad, I guess, because, you know, as a doctor and all around sociopath, he's got to keep it pretty clean down there. Wow. That's insane. There you have it. Sex in the City's prediction so powerful, it threatens to bring a country to its knees. That's wild. Dang. Unbelievable. Dang. That's, uh, I mean, I think that... Just showing like how iconic the show is. I think it's pretty amazing. Like yeah. how it is 
I think we got really lucky when we started where it's like it became the 20th anniversary and then it was like people are so into this, but I think we're still seeing how it is constantly into the popular zeitgeist yeah. so much. Well, this folks, an awesome episode. I love five it. out of five Cosmos. 100%. Um, go subscribe to the Patreon to mm -hmm. hear another episode of us. Yep. Uh, talking about sex in the city. And reading babe.com articles about eating ass. About eating ass. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Get out there. It's nice and sweaty. Go on a run and celebrate the way that Trey would want you to. Lucy! <laughs> Later, taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>